Now, Kirkogina Tourism and Hospitality are launching a new tourism and hospitality sector-based sustainable environmental community at the Inner Dun Blascode today. Uh, the Dingle Hub is leading the project, partnering with Falcha Ireland, Kerry County Council, Udros Nagelticta and Dingle Peninsula Tourism Alliance. The first dedicated tourism and hospitality SEC in the country and there as part of the launch is Duncan Stewart, environmental campaigner, presenter of EcoI on television for over 20 years. I spoke to him and to project lead Martin Beelan about the launch this morning. First of all, asking Martin, what is an SEC? An SEC is a sustainable energy community, and our one is a sectoral SEC. So um, normally a, a sustainable community might be a town or a, or a city coming together and making it happen, but we're, um, we're, we're setting it up for a specific sector, for tourism and hospitality. Um, the first sectoral one was the West Kerry Dairy Farmers here in Dingle, and, and they're having great success. Um, and we're the first sectoral uh, for our industry in the country. So what is this? Uh, an SEC is a sustainable energy community. It brings together anybody in tourism and hospitality to work together to improve their energy use for the benefit of the community. So to promote energy efficiency, develop decentralized energy supplies, uh, bring buying power to the group um, and share knowledge, and uh, it'll help towards a net zero carbon future. Um, so how does it work? Well, the SEAI provides mentoring audits uh, mentoring and audits, uh, technical advice, and and, and, and uh, we will we will audit every member who joins. Um, there is a fantastic scheme out there where, where there's a voucher a value of two thousand euro to help you with that um, audit. Uh, we will then form a steering group, and from there we will we'll, we'll form uh, a monitoring group. So the most important thing here is to measure and to monitor. So we're going to form about ten percent to fifteen percent of the of the overall group. We will measure their energy use, monitor their energy use, and then we'll create an energy master plan, and then we'll act on that plan. So that's roughly what it is. Obviously, that involves a lot of, of buy-in from the community, and, and that buying power you're talking about there will help, I suppose, negotiate a better price for the energy that they are using. But first and foremost, it'll be looking at how the energy is being consumed and what can be improved on that front, I'd imagine right across the board in hospital. Hotels, guest houses, bed and breakfasts, everything. Absolutely, right across the sector. Uh, how you buy your energy or how you generate the energy is obviously very important, but how you use the energy is more important and how much you use it. The best way to, to, to get a good value on your energy is to use less. So that's the most important thing. And we'll share plans, we'll share knowledge, we'll bring in people and say, look, this is how it works for me and it was very good. We might stop people going down a, a dead end by saying, look, I tried that, it doesn't really work in my carry. So what we'll do is form that group and share the knowledge. That's the most important. Uh, but there should be an immediate economic benefit in the early days because we can use our buying power to buy well and we can switch to an to ecologically generated power and buy that well. So that's a, an immediate thing, a good start. We'll combine our strength to move that towards the sustainable energy. But see, we can access, as an SEC, we can access 50% funding to help achieve our goals and, and, and try to ensure that viable future for our children. So that's why we would do it. Duncan, look, if, does, is this all music to your ears, this sort of a model that's being tried out here? And I know you've been in, in the schools yesterday as well and all that. How have you found things? Well, well, put it this way, this is a really important initiative now that Fulcher Ireland are engaging in. And, you know, when you think of tourism being such a vital industry for, say, Jingle Peninsula and, and the wider Kerry area, of course, you know, we, we have to realise that all of our industries have to transform. 
away from the excessive use of fossil fuel energy to renewable sources of energy and energy efficiency, as Martin very clearly mentioned there, you know, this initiative is badly needed. You know, the amount of imports of fossil fuel, oil, gas and coal into Ireland, we're still 90% of our energy dependent on that. And we're very exposed to the risks of this too, with wars in Russia and future, you know, impacts, big shocks that are coming down from climate change, you know. So Ireland's emissions are 50% above the European average per person, for example. We're way out of line. And our targets for 2030, <clears throat> we're not on track to meet those targets at all. So these sort of initiatives now that will engage all hotels, you know, uh, restaurants, uh, bed and breakfast, you know, guest houses, even even tourism kind of activities like boating, you know, visiting islands, you know, adventure tourism, all anything associated with with tourism or with 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 experiencing kind of Kerry, etc. It's it's really a very important industry to engage in because the tourists coming to will appreciate if they see you know Kerry you know, hospitality businesses really bringing down their energy needs and showing that they're switching away from the dependency on fossil fuel to locally sourced renewable energy. This, to me, is critically important, you know. And, and the hospitality sector are, you know, people, you can see it there. You can you can actually, people can see the, the, the how they're performing. And, you know, it'll make tourism much more, the area much more attractive to tourism as we move forward and as climate change becomes more extreme. So I'm very pleased to be associated with this and I think it's very, very positive now of Falls Ireland. Yeah, and working with the with the um, Dingle Hub, for example, here in, in Dingle. It's a really great group to be working with. Martin, were you pushing an open door or are you pushing an open door with lots of people on this given the high prices that we're seeing at the moment and that, volatili- that volatility into the future that Duncan's talking about? People feel, well, I'm going to have to do something or I won't survive these prices. Yes, absolutely. I think everybody is talking about sustainability now. It's fantastic. You know, there's an old saying that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, but the second best time is now. And I think people have woken up to that. So in a way, we are pushing a bit of an open door. Of course, the crisis in Ukraine has pushed prices up and and economically is becoming unviable. So... We, we, we're definitely. I mean, we have eighty registered for our launch today at, at uh, you know, at Blasket. Um, I suspect we, we could get more than that uh, with walk-ins. That's a fantastic. Uh, on, 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 a, on a rainy Thursday morning, to, to, to hope to get hundred people to, to our information morning. You know, um, so I do believe that there will be a great buy-in in this from our sector. Duncan, can I ask you on that front and, and the willingness and readiness of people to engage politically? We, we're talking about it more than we ever have before the need to get to carbon neutral, the need to reduce our carbon emissions by 2030, as you mentioned, we're not going to meet a lot of our targets. That's going to lead to a bumpy road. But do you think there there is an appetite out there for radical change, the sort of change that's needed if we are to meet our targets, as opposed to, let's say, when you started your television programme 20 years ago and started talking about these ideas? Yes, there's a much greater awareness now. <clears throat> there's no doubt, you know. And when you're going to schools, for example, you really see it there when you see young people so concerned about their future and in fear of their future from climate change and, and from biodiversity loss, you know. They really get it. And, you know, when you look at all those businesses out here in Kerry, small bed and breakfast, you know, um, small tourism kind of activities, 
they have an awful lot to gain by, by, by participating in this because they'll come back from this event today with much more information and knowing ways that they can start to engage in saving money because they will save a fortune. If you think over the next 10 years, if they make that switch, they will massively reduce their energy consumption and, and massively reduce their dependency on imported fuels along with bringing down their carbon emissions. So it's, it's a win-win all the way. And, you know, I think every business out, out here in Kerry should be at this event today because this is the start of something really important and it will really engage them today. It, it's, it's a critical meeting to get to, in my view. Yeah. And, and I, I do see industries certainly very aware of the problem now, but I'm not seeing it in action. I'm yeah. certainly not seeing businesses in Ireland, all over Ireland, just not getting it yet. They're not engaged and they need to get engaged. They need to realise that it's later than they think, as the saying goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's time for action now. And that means really putting it into place, making the energy savings, switching away from fossil fuels to renewable sources. That it, This has to be done now. And we have to stop just talking about it. We must get and do it now, you know. Can I ask you then, in the context of that, there are lots of plans and there's lots of potential off the west coast of Kerry for wind, offshore wind, onshore wind. We have a lot of, of, of wind turbines in different parts of the country. That's met some resistance. We're now hearing concerns of fishermen and marine tourism interests that are a bit concerned and, and, and will likely be opposing plans for offshore terminals. What do you make of that sort of the resistance that is there or the concerns about the change that's there given I suppose what is promised here given the knowledge we all know we have to get off fossil fuel we all know it's costing too much it's costing the earth too much we have to move to renewable we're in a county on the west coast ideally situated there are jobs already in the county on this there are thousands more jobs to come but we're still meeting people who are saying no 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 this is the wrong way to go how do you react when you see that I think it's shameful absolutely shameful that there are people that are blocking these sort of initiatives. We all know that climate change is the most greatest existential challenge that civilization has to face. The United Nations are warning us how serious this is in their reports. And we have to realize that if we don't make this change, we, everything is going to collapse with climate change. You know, it is the impacts coming down between now and 2050, we're going to see big shocks. And, you know, we look at now, for example, the Russian war, how it affected energy prices and hiked the whole area of inflation. You know, these are the shocks that are going to come. It reminds me of when I started a lot of this back in 1973, when the oil crisis happened, you know, the, the, the embargo in, 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 in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that whole, uh, whole series of massive shocks to energy when you couldn't you couldn't get and there were queues everywhere for petrol and total chaos and prices went off the scale these are the risks we're facing you know and when you think that money drains out of our local economies it's badly needed in our local economies because everywhere when you save energy or switch to renewables you're you're reducing your demand for these imports of these fuels that create these risks and expose us to to massive shocks so mm. You, you know, it, the, really the argument so against that is people who say, "Look, you're threatening my livelihood. You're changing the way we've done things for generations. I don't really believe that that things are that drastic or need to be done that much." Well, they are drastic. I mean, we are way out of line. 
with meeting our targets for 2030. We seriously missed our targets for 2020. Our emission totally in Ireland went up by 12%, and our transport emissions went up by 153%. That's two and a half times what it was in yeah, that, That's the latest row you just mentioned there. I mean, it was meant to be brought in Cabinet yesterday. It had to be delayed for a couple of weeks because of resistance at the Cabinet table to it. Does that give you concern? I'm concerned that government ha- are not acting and our, our opposition parties are not acting. And even at local county council level, you know, our politicians in county council have to take this thing seriously and they're not doing so. I'm not pinpointing any county council all over the country. We, we have to get this as a high priority issue because, you know, when you see your children, everybody wants a future for our children. There won't be any future for our children, you know, with climate change, unless we make this transformation. And it's not about doing little tweaks at the edges anymore. It's fundamental changes are required now. Systems changes. And our government need to wake up to this. They don't see it, the connection, because they don't see people voting for these sort of things. They they see people kind of uh, objecting to it. We, as a citizen, have to realise that we have to act, and we have to act responsibly too.